Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Recent studies show that midwifery care provides very good outcomes in terms of healthy moms and babies and is a good option for lower-risk pregnancies. What are the different types of midwives that you can hire? What are the differences between midwives who work in a hospital versus ones who work in a birth center or even at home? What should you be looking for when you're interviewing a midwife? I'm Marla Hicks, a licensed midwife, certified professional midwife and registered nurse, and this is Preggy Pals, episode 103. Um, is that a plus sign? Pink or blue? Hospital or home birth? What type of food should I be eating? I think I just peed myself. I'm pregnant and I have to exercise. What pregnancy glow? Wait, was that a contraction? (laughs) Gotta make these pants fit. I've got cankles. What do you mean there's more than one? You've got the symptoms and now you've got the support you need for a happy nine months. This is Preggy Pals, your pregnancy, your way. Welcome to Preggy Pals, broadcasting from the Birth Education Center of San Diego. Preggy Pals is your weekly online, on-the-go support group for expecting parents and those hoping to become pregnant. I'm your host, Annie Laird. Thanks to all of our loyal listeners who have joined the Preggy Pals Club. Our members get special episodes, bonus content, plus special giveaways and discounts. See our website for more information. Another way for you to stay connected is by downloading our Preggy Pals app. This is available free both on the Android and the iTunes marketplaces. Samantha, our producer, is now going to give us some more information about our virtual panelist program. Now, Samantha, this is great for parents that uh, are people that aren't even pregnant, hoping to become pregnant, but they're not here in San Diego where we record. Right, definitely, and we actually have one today. So if you don't live in San Diego, but you'd like to be a panelist on our show, you can still participate through our virtual panelist program. Just like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter using the hashtag PreggyPalsVP. We'll post questions throughout the week prior to our taping, and then we'd love to hear from you and comment so we can incorporate your thoughts into our episode. You can also submit your questions directly to our experts. Learn more about our virtual panelist program through the community Community section on our website www.preggypals.com. Great. Now let's go around the room. Uh, we have a panelist who is calling in today. So Jade, why don't you uh, start off? Introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Jade. I am a mother to a son who will be two years old next Sunday, and I'm also currently pregnant. Um, I'm 36 weeks pregnant. I live in San Jose. Great. My name is Catherine. Um, I'm currently unemployed, but I work as a caretaker. I'm pregnant with my first baby. I'm 38 weeks. Um, I was planning a home birth, but I will now be delivering in the hospital. Oh, okay. With a uh, with a midwife as well? Uh, yes. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Awesome. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
Okay, so sometimes on Preggy Pals, we'll review an app or look over a news article. This just happened this past week, and so this was just begging uh, to be discussed here on the podcast. Radio host rips the uh, baseball player for paternity leave suggests a C-section before the season starts. So New York Mets uh, second baseman Daniel Murphy, uh, he missed the season's first two games. So he missed the season opener and the the game following the season opener uh, because his wife had a baby. And then he, uh, the American Baseball League, they offer three days of paternity leave. So he... Uh, he took his three days of paternity leave, whole whopping three days there. Um, <laughs> and so then... So, so this seems reasonable, right? Not according to some sports radio announcers. So former NFL quarterback Boomer Eliasson said the following. Quite frankly, I would have said C-section before the season starts. I need to be at opening day. I'm sorry. This is what makes our money. This is how we're going to live our life. This is how we're going to give our child an opportunity to be a success in life. That didn't go so good for them. Um, so the funniest part I think of this story is that Boomer Eliason apparently is affiliated somehow, and I was talking about right. with you about this, with the March of Dimes. Uh, so <laughs> so if, if we know anything w- about... Was. <laughs> so, yes, exactly. So if anybody knows anything about the March of Dimes, for the past, I mean, this has been for many, many years, March of Dimes is all about letting the baby pick their own birthday because that is when... That how the baby is healthiest, to be good brain development, good lung development, baby is less likely to go into the NICU. So two days later, then he gets on and says, oh, my good friends, you know, talk to the March of Dimes, you know, and they, they told me all about these great things about not having an elective C-section. And uh, I mean, so what, what are our panelists? What do you guys, Jay, what do you think about this whole article? Did you read about this? I did. I did read about that. You know, I thought that my husband's company was being unreasonable when they only gave him five days. Eternity <laughs> 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 leave, you know, so three days. Wow. Yeah. Um, I mean, what about the mom? You know, it's, what if she did get a C-section? You know, I mean, what if her husband had talked her into that? And, you know, it wasn't something that she was comfortable with. You have to take into consideration, you know, post-traumatic stress. You know, it's it's a really scary thing. But if that's something that she wanted, more power to her, you know, at least she has that choice. Um, I think it would have been really cool to have a dad's opinion for this panel um, to find out, you know, what, what what they would have thought about that, you know, mm-hmm. coming from dad's perspective. But it's not uncommon here for celebrities, you know, we're close to L.A., uh, you know, the whole uh, phrase of too posh to push came from the posh spice, you know, came from... Um, uh, what's his name? David Beckham's wife. Right. She's had four, right. sca- four elective C-sections. That's just like, they consider that kind of normal, you know? Um, you know, whether that's, you know, not even if it's not good for the baby. So, right. It, yeah. And it's amazing to me that, I mean, baseball, once you get down, for them, it's a job. And I totally understand. But when you get down to the root of it, it's a game. Yeah. It's not critical to anyone's life. Mm-hmm. So it's amazing to me that... It's sports is so valued over family and health. It's amazing. It's baffling to me. Yeah. I really like the part where they say that, um, you know, this is how he makes his living and how he's going to pay for his kids to go to college, unlike everybody else that works in the world. who (laughs) Not not how they're going to pay for their kids to go to college. Yeah. God forbid he's gone for three whole days, you know. You know, I actually uh, read an article about how wet nursing has become 
pretty popular in in Hollywood and places like that. Oh so wow! That they don't have to have to know, get up in the middle yeah, of the night. They just hire somebody to probably so, more than ten dollars an hour. Too. Well, yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, <laughs> I think I think I heard that the going rate was something like a thousand dollars a week. So <gasps> I was like, you know what? Actually, I'm gonna be breastfeeding. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Today on Preggy Pals, we're continuing our series about hiring your care providers. Joining us today as our expert is Marla Hicks. Marla is a licensed midwife, a certified professional midwife, and a registered nurse holding a board certification in perinatal nursing, the high-risk area of maternal newborn care. She has attended over 1,200 home births as a senior midwife and has worked in labor and delivery, postpartum, newborn nursery, and community health settings. Marlo, welcome to the show, and thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, Annie. So what is uh, a midwife? I, I think sometimes, you know, as they say in, in the business of being born, that a midwife, they, you know, envisions someone kind of from the old world where the woman comes in with a stick and her knitting needles and says, okay, bite down on this. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that's... Uh, I, Catherine, Catherine. I think that's accurate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, a midwife is... Um, an individual who is trained in um, normal birth in particular. Um, as a midwife, my job is to watch um, to make sure that things are staying within normal limits and if they are moving outside the realm of normal, to be able to get another opinion or to um, get a referral or consultation or to transfer care you know, whatever we need to do in order to ensure that we have a healthy mama and a healthy baby. Mm-hmm. Now, so what's the difference between what you do as a midwife and what uh, I think a lot more people are uh, familiar with, just the, the OBGYN, you know, like, Absolutely. oh, that's, that's what's covered by my insurance, so I'll just pick a doctor, you know. So what's the difference between what you do and what uh, a typical obstetrician does as far as birth is concerned? I would say that it's the model of care primarily. The midwifery model of care views... Um, pregnancy and birth as a normal event in a woman's life unless proven otherwise. So when we see things moving out of the realm of normal, we know that it's time to refer to someone whose specialty is in dealing with complicated pregnancies and births. And that's what an obstetrician does. Right. Now, I think sometimes also there's a confusion between midwives and doulas. And and we had an an episode already on hiring your birth doula. Uh, But it is two different, very different roles. So can you clarify what the difference between those two is? Yes. Um, a midwife is trained and educated to um, assess uh, the woman's pregnancy and birth uh, clinically. And a doula is a support person um, who is there to uh, support the woman in every way, physically, emotionally, um, but does not do anything clinical. So there are overlapping aspects, sort of like a Venn diagram where you have some overlap. Certainly a midwife can offer uh, labor support and um, emotional support to the woman mm-hmm. and generally does. Um, but the the doula is um, not supposed to do anything clinical, even taking a blood pressure or listening to heart tones, uh, much less doing a, an internal exam. Those things would be clinical. And more importantly, the assessment aspect of that, um, even more important than the actual action of doing something clinical, is the assessment part of it. Making that clinical judgment is outside the scope of practice for a doula. Oh, okay. Now, what type of woman would um, be appropriate to seek midwifery care? Well, that's pretty easy 
from my point of view to uh, summarize. Yeah, I mean, you you meant you know you, you already said you know it's for a lower risk uh, woman. Yes. So I mean, what what's the definition of low risk? Generally, what what defines low risk um, for pregnancy and birth is one baby head down with the mother in vibrant good health. The baby is um, more than 37 weeks gestational age and less than 42 weeks gestational age. And there are no other complications that um, preclude having a birth in midwifery care. Mm-hmm. What's, what would be some of the uh, other kind of complications that a woman would have? Well, we could see problems with fetal heart tones um, occasionally during pregnancy. Certainly th- those occur at times during um, the birth or the, the labor. Um, there might be problems with hypertension, high blood pressure, mm-hmm. preeclampsia um, as an extension of that. Um, there's there's a host of things that can go wrong. Most of the time things don't go wrong, and that's why um, for the majority of normal women, pregnancy can be uh, assisted by a midwife. Now, uh, Catherine, I know that, you know, Marla's your mother, so... Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, what, and you grew up around this, oh, yeah. you know, so, I mean, because <laughs> your mom was a midwife uh, from basically your, your birth, Before right? Before me, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I am the last of all of them, so she's... She's been around the block yeah. before. Yeah. <laughs> Multiple times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I I definitely grew up around it as the the normal. You mm-hmm. know, it wasn't and I, I never really knew of anybody that was going to the hospital to have a baby and my mom and I used to watch um a baby story all the time together and we would laugh at it because <laughs> it's I bet it was like like watching like baseball like yeah like <laughs> <laughs> yeah we that was pretty much our baseball season yeah. was a baby story and we'd just laugh the whole time um so yeah, that was that was kind of the normal for me, and it was what I was aiming for. Um, I am giving birth to a sumo wrestler version <laughs> of the Hulk. So um, <laughs> hey, I gave birth to a couple of sumo wrestlers. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. But so since it's my first baby, and you know, we she's she has very broad shoulders. She's just wide. It's not just about the weight and everything, but she's just really wide. Mm -hmm. Um, we're concerned about shoulder dystocia and things like that. So, um, so are you being seen by a midwife uh, at your hospital then or, um, yeah, well, we're going to, we're going to be meeting with somebody. I, I just recently had, um, my last ultrasound and we discovered how incredibly large she is. (laughs) Um, my mom being the wise woman that she is, she knows, a midwife and so we're gonna go talk to her and, and kind of figure out a birth plan from there so oh, great yeah so that'll that'll be good I have someone to <laughs> that knows all the right questions to ask yeah right. uh, Jade how did you go about uh, did you have a midwife with your your first uh, child I did um, and then I went over 42 weeks and ah. was passed off to a hospital mm-hmm. so um, I was induced at 42 and two okay and it, it wasn't a super great experience. Um, I mean, I was where I needed to be because my my son ended up having some complications and needed to go into NICU, but it was definitely not the ideal situation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I am so type A. I, <laughs> you know, had three um, birth plans. I had one for the birthing center. I had one in case I, had, I was transferred to a hospital and one in case um, I needed a C-section. And, of course, I forgot them all at home. And, <laughs> oh. um, you know... Everything that was on my my, my um, birth plan went out the window, and the only thing I didn't end up with that I didn't want, you know, was the C-section, but, I mean, you know, everything else happened. Yeah. You know, I had 
Yeah, and we're in our own house now, and, um, you know, we have our almost two-year-old, and I'd really like him to be a part of it if that's what he chooses to do. And, you know, what better place to give birth than your own home? It's really comfortable, and I know where everything is, and, you know, people come to me, and I can labor how I want to, and, You yeah, can eat. It's, it's really exciting. It's a very comfortable yeah. place. <laughs> Now, Jade, were you, when you transferred to the hospital to, to be induced, were you still under the care of midwives? Or did you transfer no, to an obstetrician at that point? they completely signed off. Okay. Now, Marla, I have to ask about that as well. When when that happens, because you mentioned that that is uh, basically at 42 weeks, is that possible if you are under the care of a midwife that you can have joint care with a midwife and obstetrician at that point? Um, we have a brand new law here in California, so I can only speak to the law in California. Okay. But um, the law in California provides in cases of certain complications for the midwife to continue care um, with an obstetrician, even if even if care has had to be handed over to the obstetrician because of um, complications. Okay. So. But the un- my understanding is that finding an obstetrician to work with a midwife is really, really hard. It's getting better. Yeah. <laughs> it's getting better. It, it got better the day after the law was signed that's down awesome. here in San Diego, and I know that that's true elsewhere. So hope is coming for San Jose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, Marla, what are, uh, going on to a different topic here, uh, what are the different types of midwives uh, that practice here in the United States? Um, There are essentially three different types of midwives. Um, The first is the certified nurse midwife who is a registered nurse who has uh, graduated from a uh, master's level program in nurse midwifery. Um, These midwives are certified by the American College of Nurse Midwives and the programs that they attend are certified by the American Midwifery Certification Board. Um, The second type of midwife is a certified midwife. These midwives are legally recognized in five states. Their programs are also uh, certified through the American Midwifery Certification Board, but because they are not nurses, they are certified midwives rather than certified nurse midwives. The third type of midwife is um, a direct entry midwife. Many of these direct entry midwives are certified professional midwives. That is a credential um, offered by the North American Registry of Midwives. It recognizes midwives who have trained by apprenticeship. Um, It also recognizes a growing number of midwives who are trained through um, accredited programs that are accredited by the same, that are accredited by um, the Midwifery Education Accreditation Council and both the Midwifery Education Accreditation Council and the American Midwifery Certification Board um, receive their oversight from the same organization. Okay. And that's the school that you are a program director at, at the Institute of Nijoni here. Or, uh, was it's, it? um, I'm the executive director of Nijoni Institute of Midwifery in San Diego. Oh, okay. All right. Now, as far as these midwives, um, which of them can work in a hospital? Well... Um, One of the things I wanted to mention is that um, in many states, midwives are also licensed. And so um, approximately half the states in the U.S. have licensure for direct entry midwives as well as for um, certified nurse midwives. And so 
In California, um, we have a rather unique situation in that licensed midwives are actually licensed to work in any setting. There are two licensed midwives in the state who have hospital privileges, but the majority of California licensed midwives work either in freestanding birth centers or they attend home births. Um, there are many certified nurse midwives who also work in freestanding birth centers and a small number of certified nurse midwives who attend births in home settings. But most certified nurse midwives actually work in the hospital setting. Well, when we come back, we're going to be discussing how you interview your midwife and make a choice of who is going to be attending your birth. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Today we're talking about how to hire your midwife. Marla, so how is a pregnant woman, how do they go about even finding a midwife to interview? Do they go to Google or, I mean, Catherine, you know, you go down the hall. And yeah. Like, hey, mom, <laughs> you want to be my midwife? You know, so and most women don't have, uh, have that privilege of living with your midwife. So, yeah. Um, I would say that the number one uh, method for finding a midwife happens to be the internet. Dr. Google is a great source of information, and mm -hmm. most people go to the internet. Um, so you, as nowadays. a midwife, you've got to have a good website then, basically, <laughs> or at least have a, have a child who it's, can do it for you. Yes, huh? it's useful <laughs> to have a web presence if you are a midwife yeah. these days. <laughs> now, are midwives covered by insurance uh, and as far as hospital versus home? How, how does that all work? Many out-of-hospital midwives have their services at least partially reimbursed by insurance companies. And I think that we will see more of that as time goes on because uh, licensed midwives in particular are um, having greater recognition as members of the healthcare team. Um, well, not to mention too, with the passage of the Affordable Care Act, Yes, you know, they're looking for um, affordable care. Affordable, <laughs> affordable care. Imagine that, you know, and midwifery care, uh, you know, is a lot cheaper. Uh, yes. So. Yes. Well, a lot, lot less, you know, you, you stick to your stick to bring to bite on. You're just kidding. Yeah. No, I mean, you know, it's just, you can find a stick in the backyard. So exactly. That cost anything. <laughs> <laughs> it really brings the cost down. It does. <laughs> you can use your husband's shoelace to tie off the umbilical cord. <laughs> we're all about economy. <laughs> it, it is true, though, that, that um, midwifery care does tend to be less expensive and, um, there's there's a lot of data that suggests that um, people are generally very satisfied with midwifery care, uh, whether it's certified nurse midwifery care or um, care from licensed midwives. How important is experience? Obviously, uh, mid every midwife has to start somewhere. Somebody has to be, you know, birth number one and birth that's number right. two. But <laughs> do you feel that that's the primary factor that women should be looking for is experience? And if not, then what would be the primary factor that a woman should be looking for when hiring her midwife? When I first began my midwifery career, I had had the benefit of some really great mentors, and I felt very blessed in that respect. I was still very nervous about, oh my goodness, this is, <laughs> I'm it. Now I'm the primary you know, care provider. Care provider. Mm -hmm. And I remember expressing this to one of the midwives who had been um, one of my primary mentors, and she said, Marla, you're going to be just fine if you'll remember three little words, transfer when necessary. So I think that experience is important, absolutely. And I think education is important. But I also think that a sense of your own limitations and an honest appraisal of that is very critical. That That's what will help to make a new midwife a really good midwife. If she can recognize 
when things are moving from normal to abnormal, you know, we can't always know what is going on because we don't necessarily have the diagnostic tools to be able to assess that. Um, so we need to go to higher ground. And I'm not afraid to say that there is higher ground than, for example, home birth. I love home birth, but there are times when home birth is not the appropriate choice any longer. And so we need to go to a setting in which, you know, there is higher level care available. If we can understand that, then we can stop um, making this about us versus them, right versus wrong. Um, we can understand that there's a whole spectrum of care that is available and it's important for the woman and for her care provider to be able to determine um, where she fits on that spectrum and to take an honest assessment. So if you're, even if you're an, a less experienced midwife, if you have a very good sense of your limitations and the limitations of your situation, and I'll also... i say it would be very different depending on how far you are from the hospital. You right. know, it's very different if you right. are three miles down the road or if it's an hour. Of so, course, yeah. of course. So mm -hmm. there's, there's a lot that goes into that decision-making. Mm -hmm. And it's important to have a good relationship with other healthcare providers who are hospital-based. Uh, Jade, what did you look for when you uh, hired your midwife for your current pregnancy here? I mean, how many interviews did you do? <laughs> well, I ended up hiring... The first midwife that um, I interviewed, just because she came highly recommended, um, had years of experience, was pretty well known in, this, in the Bay Area. And so I went to about two prenatal appointments. And then when she told me that my son wasn't welcome at the appointment, that was a deal breaker for me. You know, I'm a stay-at-home mom. My husband works full-time. And, you know, being new to the Bay Area, I'm not going to leave my son with anybody, you know, that... I don't know. And so, I mean, he needed to be be with me and be a part of this. And so um, I just started over again and I hired a new midwife who I just had a really good connection with. I mean, we could, our first appointment, I mean, or it wasn't even an appointment, it was our interview. You know, we just sat and talked for over an hour and, um, you know, she also came um, highly recommended and, you know, I just felt really comfortable with her. And I actually um, messaged um, a couple of her um past clients and they have really good things to say about her and um, I feel really, really good about, about my choice and, and my son's welcome at the appointments. There's actually a little play area behind where she sits. Mm -hmm. Sounds like very, very family-based care. Yeah. Now, Marla, how do midwives help women with pain and labor? Now, I know we, you know, we joked about, you know, different, you know, coming in with a stick or, you know, if you don't have an epidural, uh, you know, in a birthing center uh, or a living room, or perhaps a woman doesn't even want uh, any kind of, you know, medical, you know, like um, IV drugs or something like that. I mean, what do midwives bring to the table for their clients as far as pain relief? I think that one of the things that midwives bring to the table as far as pain relief is a solid knowledge of biomechanics. Um, if if you're able to assess what's going on, for example, the woman has a posterior baby and it's creating back labor, that's a fairly familiar scenario to a lot of people, um, then a midwife should know what kinds of positions will help not only to relieve pain, but also to facilitate the progress of labor and help the baby to rotate. A lot of midwives are enthusiastic about the use of water during labor and even birth. So water births have become popular and it is often very satisfying as a midwife to look, you know, at the woman who gets into the pool of water and see the 
um, the sense of relaxation that um, rolls over her. Anyway, that's another tool that can be used. And there are birth balls and there are, you know, there's lots of things that, that you can use. You can use your hands. You can use, you know, the kindness of your your touch and your attention. And um, a doula is certainly one of the most um, remarkable methods of pain relief that that is available to women in labor. Um, and we know from, you know, excellent studies that have been done in the past that doulas do a great deal of of uh, good in terms of helping uh, labors be normal just by their very presence. Do midwives work with moms who know they want an epidural? Obviously, we're talking hospital birth here. So you bet, yeah, you bet. Certainly, certified nurse midwives work with women who are planning to have an epidural. You know, many many times. Mm-hmm. Um, but licensed midwives, um, you know, provide care to women during the course of their pregnancy and. Um, you know, sometimes I have women who come to me and say, I don't really want to sign up for a home birth, but I understand that you know a lot about nutrition or you know about this or that, and I would like to have the benefit of that. So I would like to see you for a few prenatal visits, and then I'm going to go into the hospital and have my epidural with my wonderful obstetrician, mm-hmm. and that works out just fine. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks, Marla, for joining us today. For more information about Marla and her midwifery practice, as well as information about any of our panelists, visit the episode page on our website. This conversation continues for members of our Preggy Pals Club. After the show, Marla will be discussing the top three questions that you should ask during the interview of your prospective midwife. To join our club, visit our website, www.preggypals.com. This is a pregnancy oops story, a funny story from one of our listeners. This is Elizabeth from Oregon. She writes, I was about 15 weeks or so, and I was sleeping at my boyfriend's house. Well, whatever I ate before bed must have not agreed with me, to say the least, because when I woke up, my boyfriend was sleeping on the couch on the other side of the room instead of in bed with me. I asked him why he had moved to the couch, and he said that I was farting so much in my sleep that he could hardly breathe. It was literally making him sick. He even opened the window. Oops. Hey, pregnant women get gas. I can't help that. If you've got your own pregnancy oops or funny story you'd like to share, call our voicemail, area code 619 866-4775 and leave us your story and we will play your story on air. That wraps up our show for today. We appreciate you listening to Preggy Pals. Don't forget to check out our sister shows, Parent Savers for parents with newborns, infants, and toddlers, Twin Talks for parents of multiples, and our show The Boob Group for moms who breastfeed their babies. Next week, we'll be talking about planning your blessing way, the alternative to a baby shower. This is Preggy Pals, your pregnancy, your way. This has been a New Mommy Media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of New Mommy Media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care, and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider. New Mommy Media is expanding our lineup of shows for new and expecting parents. If you have an idea for a new series, or if you're a business or organization interested in joining our network of shows through a co-branded podcast, visit newmommymedia.com.
Grand Canyon University, an affordable private Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering more than 270 programs online. In addition to federal grants and aid, GCU's online students received nearly $130 million in institutional scholarships in 2022. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you may qualify for. Hey, mamas, don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.